Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is part of Bachelor Nation as she was the Bachelorette in Canada. My guest today is Jasmine Lormer. Have you always been a big fan of like the Bachelor franchise and things like that? To be honest, not really. I hadn't seen a season in a really long time, although I watched a lot of the first ones when I was god I don't even know how old I would have been when Bachelors started but I'd watch them with like my mom and my sister and then um I didn't watch them for years because I didn't have tv for years and and then when I went and did the show I did a little bit of bulk research by like binging mm-hmm. a bunch of different seasons yeah but, um, yeah, but there was a lull in there for many years where I didn't watch. So I really fell out of the loop. I forgot about almost all of the, like, two-on-one dates and, like, all those little things that they usually throw in. Mm-hmm. I forgot about all of it. So, yeah. What made you say yes to being, can- I almost said Canadian, Canada's bachelorette? Um, well, I had just moved to a small town. I was actually looking for a change in my life, which is why I moved in the first place. I was living in Vancouver as a hairstylist and I had a good career going for me, but I just wasn't that happy there. And I finally got to the point where I couldn't ignore that feeling. So I figured something that would make me happy is maybe being in a smaller town that is like in the mountains and where I could access the outdoors a little bit more easily. Mm -hmm. So I made that decision kind of on a whim and then through living there, I met people who knew casting people who ended up approaching me about the show. So it was all kind of weirdly coincidental because if I hadn't moved, probably wouldn't have met those people who would have reached out. I'm not sure how it would have gone. But Mm -hmm. um, at the time I was so open to just doing anything because I was looking for a change in my life. Mm -hmm. And and so it kind of came at the perfect time and that's why I said yes. Yeah. But I didn't know that it was happening at the time that I yeah. <laughs> was so, yeah. What was the most overwhelming part about being The Bachelorette? Oh, um, it was all really overwhelming. But I felt like having to hold on to everyone's um, emotions, like having everyone's feelings in the palm of my hand was became really uncomfortable, especially mm-hmm. as feelings started developing, because I knew that I had this power to like crush someone and that I kind of had to, I couldn't just like keep dating people and see how it goes. I had to make decisions based on someone else's timeline, which is the show's timeline. Mm-hmm. And that was the hardest. I felt, especially near the end, like I was like, I'm not cut out for this at all. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be in this position because it was just- It seems very tough because it's like, you want to make everybody happy. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, you have to do what's best for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Even if it has to, even if breaking a couple of hearts is what you got to do. And sometimes, and I don't know if people talk about this enough, but like in regular life, you might be able to actually continue to see that relationship through and see where it goes. Like yeah. you just don't get the luxury of time. So you're making decisions. At least I felt like I was making decisions without even really knowing the answer. Like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was making decisions and being like, I guess so. Like, yeah, based on what I kind of know, I, this might mm-hmm. be the best decision. And so it was really stressful. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. 
what was the highlight of your overall experience? Like, what's a positive outcome that came out of it? Um, oh, God, I feel like I learned so much about myself because I had to talk about myself Mm -hmm. the whole time with producers when we were, you know, in the little room in front of the camera having Mm -hmm. those little, like, interview moments. Yeah. Those were, like, hours and hours long every day. Like, usually, on average, about, I want to say four hours a day in... Dang. Yeah, it was a lot. And sometimes we would kind of fall behind schedule, so I'd have to catch up the next day, and it would be, like like six hours I I, maybe Mm -hmm. I'm remembering this differently but I'm I'm I know that it was definitely like four hours usually yeah Um, and there were some days that were longer but anyway so I feel like from that I learned a lot about myself I also felt like I didn't have a ton of feelings of self-worth necessarily when I first went into it like I was kind of in a weird phase in my life like I said so I was sort of I had some like self-conscious feelings about myself um, not like physically, but just like all around. Mm-hmm. And um, and so being in the position where you are the one in control and like you have the power to ask hard questions without mm-hmm. having any like repercussions, like you are like put in that position where you're, that's what they want you to do. Right. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, am I coming on too strong? Am I asking questions that maybe are like too, too serious? Like I yeah. don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And so... I felt empowered. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned learning about yourself because literally the next question that I have on my in my little book is what's something you learned about yourself while being on The Bachelorette? Yeah. Yeah. I learned that I'm a lot stronger than I than I maybe thought I was. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I, I gained a lot of confidence. What was the inspiration behind the Dream On Shop? Oh, my gosh. Well, it all started with I wanted to sell presets. I thought that that would be something fun because a lot of people would ask me how I edited my photos. And I was like, maybe I can just sell some presets. I know everyone and their freaking dog is doing that, but maybe I'll do that. And so my current partner, Eric, actually um, told, like, kind of pushed me to do it because I'm a procrastinator. I was putting it off forever. Mm-hmm. And so one day he was like, and we were all in COVID yeah. lockdown time. So I was mm-hmm. like, what? I'm just gonna do this today so I literally like actually I spent a couple days building the website but the one day that I decided I was gonna do the presets I just like did it all in one day I figured it all out I YouTubed how to do it I didn't know how to how to do anything like that at all mm-hmm. and then and that's where the dream on drop started because I had to create a website for it and then after that I was like let's do other stuff so then we did masks last year mm-hmm. and that was a huge success and it was really fun to do and now it's just like anything that I feel like I want I want to make and then yeah to someone else because yeah. I really wanted toques that are like really chunky knit toques yeah. and so we got those made and so that's those we're launching again soon but um yeah so it's just kind of like a fun little side thing yeah and, and it feels fulfilling because it's it's my own thing and I'm not just selling stuff for other people mm-hmm. yeah what have you loved about the dream on shop mm. I, like I said, I've kind of just really enjoyed uh, being able to make something that's my own. Mm-hmm. And then I find it's a really, especially when we're packaging things, like when we were doing the masks, it was like, this sounds kind of creepy, but like, I liked being able to see where everyone lived. 
Yeah, because you never know where you're going to send it to. I know. And it was so neat. And it would be like some little town in Saskatchewan or like sometimes in the States and, so, and like Germany. Like they were, they were mostly Canadian uh, towns. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was cool to see someone's name and their address because it made it feel so much more personal. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times on Instagram and stuff, like, you know there are people there and you interact with them individually. Yeah. But it's also just kind of like you don't really get to feel too connected with everybody. And through that, I was like, I know like you all, it all feels so individual. And that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What are some of your favorite products? In the Dream On Shop? Yeah. Well, I would say probably the masks. Those are the best, but we sold out of those. We have a few left, actually. I have to send one today. But uh, we have, um, I really like the toques. I really mm. like the toques. They're like, or beanies, as you might say. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Canadian to call them toques. But um, but I like them because they're, they're awesome. And we had kind of like had them custom designed and even like, they're basically just exactly what I wanted in a in a toque or beanie. Yeah, I have to get one before they sell out because I have next to me. I have this drawer next to my <laughs> desk, and it's filled with beanies. Oh! I literally collect them. Oh, it, the drawer almost oh, just fell. I have so <laughs> many. I have so many different ones that like I need to add more and my mom hates that I want to add more to my collection but you can never add you can never not add more to a collection I know it's weird eh? I'm kind of the same way I have so many so many it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of obnoxious she'd but be you wear them all yeah she was she was like Jamie you have a different beanie for every day of the week I'm like <laughs> yeah and you need to I'm yeah, on board with that. yeah especially now that the seasons like- are changing and I'll be wearing them more. Like, I need to switch them up. I can't wear the same couple every time. I, I'm with you. I actually had to put mine in storage uh, in the spring because they take up so much room. Like, that's how many I have. I'm pretty. I'm probably just like you. I yeah. put them in, like, a garbage bag and put them in my storage locker because I was like, I can't. These take up way too much space. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have. I'm, I, I haven't even counted how many I have in here. But I have, like, so many different ones, so many different patterns, thick ones, thin ones. Yeah. Designs, plain. Yeah. It's, it's necessary. Yeah. What <laughs> products do you hope to bring to Dream On Shop in the future? That's a good question. Well, I really want to do sunglasses. I think, like... Oh, I the, like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, some cute styles... We have one, we actually already sort of started testing styles, and I wear them all the time, actually. Like, every photo you probably see of me, I'm actually wearing this style of mm-hmm. sunglasses that we want to bring in. But, um, yeah, so just figuring out little things like that. Like, I'm thinking accessories, maybe even, like, hair accessories. I started as a mm-hmm. hairstylist, mm-hmm. Yeah. and it would work for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially because so you have that hair background. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what's in my imagination for the future. Yeah. In what ways do you see Dream On Shop expanding? Um, probably, oh, I mean, the one thing that I'd really love to do <laughs> is to do drop shipping so that I don't have to do all the mailing. <laughs> that yeah. takes so much time. But I feel like until, 
I, I don't know if it'll ever expand to become like my full time job or anything. I mean, maybe I've yeah. never really thought about it that way, but I've always just kind of thought about like adding fun things, like things that I want to own that are maybe hard to find or that I think other people might like mm-hmm. and just like creating a little mishmash of different cute things. I love it. Yeah. What do you love the most about Canada? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I love, I love the mountains. I love BC. Mm-hmm. I love, um, I think it's just beautiful. And similarly to the States, it's so diverse in its landscapes and, mm-hmm. and the people. I think that Canadians really are very friendly for the most part. And I really do love that. Mm-hmm. About it. Um, and it's quite a progressive country, which mm-hmm. I like too. Yeah. Have you ever been here before to the States? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've been to the States quite a bit, but um, there's a, obviously a lot of States I haven't been to. Yeah. Where that, another one. Where in the U.S. would you like to visit? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really want to go to... That's I really want to go to um, Austin, Texas. Ooh. Yeah. Have you been? No. I've not either. I've not either. I've only flown, like, through Texas going to um different you know different countries or whatever there's like houston is the airport but Mm -hmm. i've never been to austin and i hear that it's so awesome like good live music scene and cool restaurants and stuff i hear the barbecue there is supposed to be really good oh and see i've never had proper barbecue in my life that's the thing that's not really in well i mean i'm sure it exists here but it's not really like it's a part of the culture like it is in the state yeah it's not like actual like i remember i was watching a show on bravo like when I was like, I don't know, I forgot when it was, and they went on a trip to Austin, Texas, to get a like a secret recipe for or like what the secret is behind barbecue sauce. Oh, was it diners, drive-ins, and dives? Or no, it was man. It was mansoed with children. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know that show, but I've definitely seen a like a food or cooking network. What do you guys call it? We call it Food Network here. You guys call it? Yeah, like- there's Food Network here. Oh, it is? Okay, I thought it was, like, called the, the Cooking Channel or something, or maybe you have both. No, I, I, I don't even know about a Cooking Channel, but I know we have Food Network, because my best okay, friend watches okay. the Cupcake Shows. <laughs> yeah, I love Food Network. But I've definitely seen some barbecue, like, Texas barbecue stuff on there before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was so funny because it was, like, all about red meat and whatever, and then one of the guys doesn't eat red meat, like, started some diet where he doesn't eat red meat, so he's like, I don't know how people survive here. Uh, totally. And the other guy was like, I feel like it's my wedding day. I'm about to go to an all-you-can-eat barbecue buffet. <laughs> Get the meat sweats real bad. Yeah. What is your favorite social media platform? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I mean, to for my own work and, like, what I share, Instagram, just because it's, like, what I'm used to Mm -hmm. maybe that's the like millennial in me but um I I I would say that my favorite social media platform to look at is TikTok I could be on TikTok for hours like my mom pardon it's like my mom my mom will be on TikTok for hours she's on it more she's on it more than me and she's 51 years old (laughs) it's so it's so amazing because the 
algorithm just knows you so well that like after you start using it enough it's just everything is good like mm -hmm. i i feel like it's rare that i come across a video that i want to skip past yeah and it's dangerous it instagram is reels are not that way like on instagram reels i'm like what is this like i would never watch this i would never watch this blah but tiktok they've got it yeah in what ways did you survive the pandemic and the quarantine? Oh, uh, well, I survived with lots of binge-watching TV shows. Oh, yeah. My partner, Eric, and I binge-watched Sopranos for the first time. I've never seen it. Oh, you should. It's pretty, like, controversial. Like, when you watch it now, you're going to be like, weird, that seems so like it wouldn't fly on TV today. But the show itself is so good and you you would really like it and it'll take you forever to get through so it's a really good one to get into mm -hmm. but yeah stuff like that definitely had my share of red wine and games my partner and i played tons of games through quarantine mm -hmm. and he probably helped me get through it too because yeah. he was someone to hang out with and like do yeah. stuff with and we didn't kill each other so that was yeah <laughs> what was the last movie you saw in a movie theater before covid Whoa, that's such a good question. I have absolutely no idea. You know what? I think it was the Joker. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 What year was that? Like, doesn't it feel like time has just... I know. I was just having a conversation with my friend the other day because although movies are, like, coming back to movie theaters, it's still kind of... I don't know if I want to go or not. Like, there are movies. Like, I would go see them today if I if there was no COVID. Yeah, yeah. But like now with movies, it's like I'm like not I'm like waiting for them to come out and things yeah. like like on like digital like on streaming stuff. I know. But like, it's definitely yeah. It feels like it was forever ago, and it's kind of also weird because the Joker didn't seem like it came out that long ago, but it did. It's like what that was probably yeah three or. I don't even know. Yeah, the last movie I saw was on Valentine's Day 2020. Me and one of my friends went, we had, we obviously aren't, we're not, we don't have significant others, and we not, we're not looking for significant others or anything like that, so we went to the movies. <laughs> I love that. That's and, like and, the best thing ever to do. And then had heart-shaped pizza afterward. <laughs> oh, I love that too. That's so cute. <laughs> What is a talent that you wish you knew how to do? Oh, I wish that I knew how to play an instrument. I have a Same. guitar somewhere on the walls too blown out to see that I bought one day when I was like 20-something because I wanted to learn how to play guitar and I thought it would just be easy enough to teach myself. I was like, if I commit myself to this, I can do it. And I started watching YouTube videos and I was like, wow. This is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And I ended up sucking pretty badly. Um, and then I gave up, but planned to get lessons and try again. Mm -hmm. And I just never did. Yeah. So one day I actually would like to take lessons and learn how to play guitar or any instrument. I just feel like anyone who can play an instrument, I think they're so cool. I'm like, you're amazing. Like mm -hmm. Eric, my partner can play guitar and he never plays. And I'm like, if I could play guitar, I would never stop playing guitar. Like you need to use your abilities oh yeah i wish i could play guitar too it's so hard i wish i could play guitar i wish i could play piano i wish i could sing yeah i wish i could do all of those things that would be like my number one thing i think yeah 
Yeah. I just want to, like, I wish I could, like, ha- I had the talent to, like, be on Broadway or something like that. But oh, that would be great, too. Yes. I, I don't. Musically inclined. I'm not musically inclined. <laughs> How <laughs> often does an Amazon package show up at your door? Oh, God. I received, like, three boxes today, but not actually Amazon. I haven't shopped on Amazon in a while. I do a lot of online shopping, though. Yeah. Same. You know what the problem is? Is that it's so easy to return things. So it's like, I can just buy this and eh, I can send it back. It's like, not going to matter. But it's it's kind of annoying because then you just end up getting things that you don't need. I have a pile of things to return right now. Yeah, I just had to return some stuff to the post office the other day. And I haven't gotten my emails back that they got any emails saying that they got it or anything like that. Oh, so. no. I don't Shoot. Know. Hopefully they will. Hopefully they will, because I don't want to be charged a million dollars. I know. <laughs> if you had a foreign accent, which accent would you want? Ooh. Like a cool uh, accent. You know what? I love Persian accents. Ooh. Like, I love I love a Middle Eastern accent. Like, whenever I'm listening to podcasts or something where they'll have someone, like, I don't know, an expert, and they're like... Or, or even like I've been listening to some, some stuff about um, like some of the I, I forget there was something that I was listening to that had some people from Iran in the podcast and the accent is just so nice sounding I just love the way it sounds so yeah what is something you want to try but you haven't done yet hmm 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 it's hmm. a very good question. There are a lot of things that I just do impulsively, so there aren't a ton of things that I can think of that I'd like to try but haven't done yet. However, I know there must be some things. Let me try and think. Hmm. I, I would have to say, like, I want to. There are places I want to go that I haven't gone yet. Like what? Um, like where? I really want to go to Taiwan. I really want to go to South Korea. Um, and I don't know when I'll ever be able to do that, but yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of it is more like going places. Yeah. Versus doing like go bungee jumping or anything like that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to jump out of a plane. No, no. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to, I don't want to bungee jump because I don't want to get a big wedgie. I, yeah. And I don't even want like the idea of forcing myself to jump off the platform i don't think that my brain would allow it to happen like oh no self-preservation would mm, kick in and no I, just, I mean i'll do it if you strap me in and there's a trampoline underneath and you're just jumping on that yeah but not off a cliff no it's the act of jumping that i just couldn't nope. that would be the most terrifying thing ever Mm-mm. i mean the only thing i'll jump on is a trampoline anything else nope yeah <laughs> or if I'm doing like a, you know, like an exercise and it requires jumping but on the floor, yeah. <laughs> but off of something or out of something. Nope. No, I'm with you. What is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Oh, I feel like there are probably a lot of fun facts that not a lot of people know about me. Maybe that I grew up on a little farm. Like, I don't think that's like a super fun fact or anything, but I grew up on a farm with like tons of animals it was more like hobby farms so they'd always be coming and going like we always had chickens and we always had ducks and we had turkeys and stuff but we had like baby wild boars at one point oh, and wow. like just a few we just had like yeah. kind of a few of everything 
Yeah. And then we had goats and I like brought my goat to show and tell. <laughs> so I used to have to go and collect the eggs all the time and yeah. it was freezing cold in the wintertime and I'd mm-hmm. still have to like get bundled up in a snowsuit and go and get eggs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think a lot of people maybe don't know um, that, but for the most part, a lot of stuff is, is just out on the internet because I pretty much just yeah. <laughs> live my life. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, I've been speaking with Jasmine Lormer from The Bachelorette Canada. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with social media influencer Vanessa Ferriolo.